0: Welcome to another episode of Simply Bitcoin, where we cover Bitcoin culture, the news, the memes, the fails, all of it. Today, we have a very special guest. His name is P. He is the head of programming at Bitcoin Magazine. How are you doing, P?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. Very excited about this conversation and to see the completely empty room. It looks like you're in the phantom zone, Phil. (laughs) I am.
2: I actually am in the phantom zone. And as I alluded to before... Um, I am sitting on a garbage once again, and Nico just doesn't really want me to get embarrassed that I live under a bridge, but I do. So, we're going to keep with this fantasy, and we're going to see where this goes. <laughs> the, the most beautiful bridge in America. <laughs> Phil's background is actually
0: a green screen, but anyways, Phil, let's get to the numbers.
2: Number time!
0: Brought to you by Noddle. They make some of the best Bitcoin nodes, run Dojo And Whirlpool, all in the comfort of your own home. They also make the Noddle Dojo. It's in red. That means it's faster. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core and the Lightning Network, all in the comfort of your own home. Remember, guys, if you don't run your own Bitcoin node, you're using someone else's. That's a big no-no for privacy. So get yourself a Noddle today.
2: At the time of this recording, the block height is 740,804. The Bitcoin price, 21,965. Chain rewrite day, 747. Total public Lightning capacity. We are still above 4K. 4003.35 4003.35 BTC Moscow time 4550. Blocks to the halving 99,196. And the Samurai Whirlpool unspent capacity. Samurai Whirlpool is a coin join or collaborative spend. It is not a mixing service. And the unspent capacity from that pool is 4,627.85. Nico. Wow.
1: That's numbers.
0: Yeah, man. (laughs) Brutal. Absolutely brutal. I think, dude, Bitcoin fell like 20% in a day. Uh, If this is your first bear market or the beginning of a bear market, welcome. You are now earning your stripes. Naim Bukele, the country of El Salvador, and Michael Saylor and MicroStrategy are all earning their stripes. Bitcoin spares no one, like we've told you guys many, many times. Anyways, zoom out. When in doubt, uh, let's check out some some notable tweaks. This is by Monetary Frame. Is he Laser Hot? I don't know. Is this guy? Is he?
2: This, this is Laser's new account.
0: He's a new account. Okay. Yeah. The cycle was so disappointing. Bitcoin did twenty x from. The word that cannot be mentioned. The pandemic dip at thirty-five hundred to the top. Now it's retracing towards the fair value near the two hundred-day weekly moving average. Zoom out, and of course, a tweet by Safedine. Even after this huge crash, Bitcoin still beats all pretenders for long-term saving. If you spent the last five years saving a hundred dollars a month, here's what you would have today if you put it in Bitcoin. Very interesting.
2: All right. Big difference
0: big difference 29,000 bitcoin S&P 500 7,000 Dow Jones 7,000 gold 7,000 Pim- Pimco active bond ETF uh, uh, that's a dinosaur that's nearing extinction $5,387 and our favorite website that we pull up all the time check out price in bitcoin right this is why it's so important to zoom out this is what we advocate on this on the show don't trade DCA um, Using Swan, of course. Uh, check this out. Uh, three years over three years, the all these assets U- U.S. dollars down sixty percent, crude oil, ah, oil. Uh, <laughs> only eight percent down, surprising. Making Gold, a comeback. Forty-six percent, S&P five hundred, forty-eight percent. The medium home pri- new home price is forty-five percent down. If five-year terms, it's even higher. It's all in the eighties except really for oil, only seventy percent. So what we advocate on the short zoom out use bitcoin as a savings technology that's what it's for don't trade and don't look at it on a yearly scale because you're either going to be up very high or or kind of down on a yearly scale because the volatility is crazy anyways p you want to chime in on this bro what are your thoughts p p is p is media trained okay he he has awesome show bitcoin magazine they do it every single day with q and um our buddy, Chris.
1: I was actually just thinking about this. I have no media training, and it definitely shows. My <laughs> face is way too expressive.
0: Okay, let me rephrase that. You're <laughs> used to being on camera, okay? That
1: is true. That is true. It's, it's less that I'm used to being on camera, and more that, like, for whatever reason, being on camera just doesn't phase me, and I feel like it should. Cause like there is, there's a lot going on here. Somebody today messaged me and they were like, oh man, really enjoying the show. You're high as fuck. And I was like, dude, I'm not even high. I'm just like slightly tired, but what does that even mean? <laughs> and like, so yeah, it's, uh, it's fun though, man. I, uh, it's very fun. But in terms of the, uh, the price of Bitcoin, I mean, yeah, no one loves like looking at their, uh, their net worth in fiat cuck bucks and being like, oh shit, it, it went down significantly at the same time. If you were buying Bitcoin at 50,000, at 40,000, at 30,000, you should be fucking ecstatic. Mm. This is an opportunity. This is a generational buying opportunity to get more Bitcoin. And uh, my only regret, um, besides that one thing I did that one time, which I'm not going to talk about here, um, is that I don't have more fiat right Mm. now. And. At the same time, some people might hear that and think, "Well, you know, I'm waiting for it to go back down to thirty five hundred and it's like, "Ah, oh, the fuck you are like the, the the we were talking with Greg Foss today, and Bitcoin represents a a, a an asset where the risk reward profile as you were just going over, or at least appreciation the uh, saving tweet, is just incredible. There are no other assets that I'm aware of that have the asymmetric uh reward profile that we see with Bitcoin. So to me, it's just, you know, it's like Bitcoin Tina's name. There is no alternative. And uh, it has this other really cool stuff about it as well. So it's tough, it's how cycles go.
0: That's how cycles go. Anyways, before Phil, I just want to give, Phil's not laughing hysterically, okay? He's red because he just got to Florida and he under, he's learning that sunscreen is a necessity down here. Phil?
2: Oh gosh! Yes, no, I'm not red because I'm all I'm all nervous or flustered. But look, I want to go back to, to what P just said. It's very important. Um, look, in the last cycle, this is exactly um, what we were telling people at, at 3500. Right? There, there was a lot of people, including myself. You know, I, I had I had started buying Bitcoin when Bitcoin was at around you know four or five hundred dollars, and I bought it all the way up to 20k, and then I bought it all the way back down to 3500. But I'll tell you this: I did not wait. For what the analysts were calling the analysts were calling 2700 the analysts were, some analysts were calling even back into the you know the thousand levels i even heard absurd things like 800 bucks and and don't get me wrong i would have been ecstatic to get bitcoin at those prices but the point is is that it is almost impossible to call the exact bottom so as a result the best thing that we can do we continue to learn We grow our confidence. We understand why Bitcoin is exactly what you just said, just the best risk reward profile, the the best uh, asymmetric bet uh, investment, I should say, or savings technology that there has been in the history of man that we've we've known. So once you've actually done the due diligence, it's simply a matter of how do I allocate my dry powder so that I can get as much of a, I'd say a foothold in Bitcoin that I'm comfortable with and that I want because everyone has different timelines. Everyone has different uh, objectives relatively. And so you know what? It's like these are the moments where we get to reflect. We get humbled by the way that Bitcoin moves. And this exactly what you just said is the perfect generational stack opportunity. And yes, I am stacking, you know, it's like this is I, I'm even like I said yesterday, I'm putting stuff back on eBay like I was doing before I moved and I'm just selling all my collectibles, whatever's left and I'm stacking more corn. Why not?
0: Where do you hide your stuff since you live under a bridge? So Nico, what's your mailing? Out it's all
2: in plastic boxes under the garbage. Come on, man. I explained this to you. It's under the garbage bags. You gotta I make sure mean, not water under water. the garbage bags. Sorry, P. <laughs>
1: Oh no! I was just saying it's you know I think that's a great strategy. Seems really secure. Just make sure that you uh, you put them in waterproof pl- plastic bags because mm-hmm. you know you don't want the uh, the water to get in and then ruin the the paper Bitcoin that you have.
0: Phil, waterproof. Phil, run real quick. Put them in. Um, so a little bit of a curve, <laughs> a little bit a little bit of a curveball here. Um, do you think I'm gonna pass it on to P first? Do you believe in the two hundred? 200 week moving average? Or is that some TA mumbo jumbo?
1: I think it's all TA mumbo jumbo. Mm. I think, look, I mean, all you gotta do, uh, my co-host on Bitcoin Magazine Live, Q, he loves, bless his heart, he loves talking about trading. I give him shit about it every fucking day. He had this thing, he was like, it's never gonna go below 28, you know, 28,000, never gonna happen. And then of course we went below and he's like, well, I mean, look, the hanging man turned upside down into the shitting cup formation. It changes everything. Now he is an extremely intelligent person. There are many extremely intelligent people who love to talk about the animal spirits. That is a real fucking term. People talk about the animal spirits are scared. The market is doing different things. And if you just listen to the language, it all sounds fucking crazy. I think that there is something to be said about like market psychology and you know uh, resistance and support ban you know points and things like that but when people start talking about like you know b- false flag operations in the leading triangles with the I, I don't know what's going on um, people seem to love the 200-day moving average. people I respect love it. I just I just buy Bitcoin. I see a Bitcoin. I have some fiat. I buy it.
0: Mm, that's 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 that's, that's the only strategy it's the only strategy we advocate for on this show i think it was max kaiser he had an amazing amazing quote and it was something like um like ta is porn for men or something like that like it was just hilarious something like that it was was, i forget the exact quote but it was genius uh phil you want to chime in before we move on to the next segment
2: Yes. Yes. Um, so I, I definitely agree with P, uh, about the, uh, the mumbo jumbo, right? The, I, even though I, I do come from a, uh, an amateur trading background mm-hmm. with equities. So I've had conversations with Q ab- about this type of stuff, uh, in the, in the past. So, and I believe he also has a background in equities, uh, in trading himself. Definitely. So, and, and this is what happens, right? You, you start to, you know, like you, you start to want to believe it because stuff Stuff starts to align. Okay. Like you see a pattern, and this is the amazing thing about the human brain. Okay, the human brain tries to create patterns no matter what. Okay. It will because it we we have to create this logic. So you're gonna look at a bunch of data points, and if you just keep extrapolating, just keep tweaking those, keep tweaking those um those timelines or those indicators, eventually you're gonna find a pattern that, that emerges. And and in Bitcoin, we had plan B. Right? Plan B's got 90, he's got his 97% oh variance. Listen, we were,
1: we were arguing about this today and it was being argued that the Plan B model was not necessarily wrong. And I was like, bro, what the fuck are we talking yeah. about here? <laughs> it's pretty
2: wrong. I mean,
1: yeah, I see, like you
2: get it. Like, I mean, look, it was pretty wrong. Like you can't say that like you have this like 97% variance and be like, yeah, no, it, the model never broke. Yeah, of course it never broke because it's gigantic. It's like, it catches, it's a catch all. So. Then we have the 200 day moving average, right? I see the 200 day moving average. I know that a lot of people are using it right now. Um, and if you do look at it, you'd say to yourself, well, technically, Bitcoin can't go below, what was it, 22.5, uh, what? Something like that. Uh, I no, don't remember, no. but the point is, is that we're there. That sounds like a
1: trick question to try to get me to admit
2: <laughs> I was tracking the <laughs> the <gambling laughs> average. <laughs> okay. No, so- but, but all I'm saying is, is that it's, it's hocus pocus. It may seem legit, but the point is exactly what you said. You see, you see a Bitcoin, you have fiat, you stack it.
0: I think what you guys are trying to say is you should just dollar cost average.
2: That's exactly what I'm saying. Boom!
0: Anyways, Phil, it's time for
2: the Daily News.
0: Brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make some of the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch, like the famous 3D printed Bitcoin grenade toy. You can get it in any custom color your heart desires. This just happened to be in simply Bitcoin colors. What about Peter Schiff colors? Yeah, he makes that too. What if you like blue? He makes it in blue. Only on CryptoCloaks.com and you can take advantage of the promo code down below for 10% off. Alright, so we have a very smart person on today and I picked this subject to talk about it with P. So I'm going to read a little bit about the article. If you've been subscribed to this channel, this is something that we've been covering for the last couple of months. Um... So the name of the article in the Wall Street Journal is called The Fed Pricked the Everything Bubble. I'm just going to read a little bit of it. Uh, Some investors pray to their God for financial success. That's a very interesting way to start the article. For the rest of us, there's the Federal Reserve. After more than a decade in which the Fed giveth, it hath taken away. The markets quite rightly fear that Jerome Powell is in a smiting mood. Interesting vocabulary. Monday brought the definitive evidence that the everything bubble is deflating, although it is better understood as the expected result of cheap money and low inflation rather than a true bubble. The S&P 500 finally closed more than 20% 20 below its January high, the standard definition of a bear market. Although on an intraday basis, it was briefly there in May. The most extreme speculative stocks Stocks led the way down, but even assets that haven't so far fallen much, such as housing, are highly likely to follow suit. One way to think about it, the Fed is increasing the yield on the dollar, pushing up its value against everything. The gain against the yen is easily understood as the Fed tightening while the Bank of Japan stays easy. The gain in the dollar against Amazon stock shows up as a falling share price rather than exchange rate. It isn't just that investors are collateral damage in a campaign against inflation, falling share, bond, and other asset prices are actively helpful to the Fed. They make people poorer, encouraging them to save more and spend less. This is the opposite of the so-called wealth effect the Fed relied on to boost inflation during the past dozen years. The policy of super low interest rates and trillions of dollars of bond purchases created the everything bubble with prices of virtually every U.S. asset hitting new highs as the Fed reverses course so the everything bubble is going away now. Let's take a look at what they mean about reversing course. This is, the Fed, uh, this is the Fed balance sheet. This is the justification of how the Fed prints money, right? The Fed issues bonds. There's no one in the world that has enough capital to buy those bonds. So the Fed buys it themselves and they put it on their al- balance sheet. This experiment really started in 2008, 2009, coincidentally, when Bitcoin was born. And fast forward, this is where we are today. And this is what they mean. They're starting to... Uh, take asset uh, um, assets off their balance sheet now look at and look at the amount of pain that we've endured <laughs> and we really haven't moved much um, and this is the m2 money supply the amount of you know supply the amount of fiat um, also a little bit you know it, it, it kind of declined a little bit okay so a couple questions to P right it looks like to me that the U.S. is a planned economy. <laughs> it looks like the Fed is the uh, one
1: calling the shots. What? Now, that's, that's that's an extreme characterization.
0: So the reason that we bring this up is because this is a Bitcoin show, and Bitcoin, in my opinion, and I'm sure everyone else's opinion here, everyone's a little bit biased. Uh, Bitcoin is a better alternative to central plan, uh, central central planning. You see that Freudian slip there. Um, you to up. to central banking, did I fuck up? Um, to central banking. Uh, so look, the, the art that article, I, I I appreciate how sincere it was, and I, I I appreciate the honesty. But it it's it's revealing, right? It's like the Fed decides whether people are poor or not. You are the victim when the Fed is trying to fight inflation, even though the they created inflation. And now something even troubling too is. It wasn't Bitcoin supposed to be a a decoupled asset like wasn't supposed to be uncorrelated what's going on here. So a lot of questions to unpack here. Right. Is this like supposedly the the whole the whole uh, thing about the Fed was to control inflation and to control unemployment. Are they really doing a good job on that. I don't know. There's just questions here. Right. Could Bitcoin be a better alternative. We know Bitcoin's monetary policy. Right. It halves every four years. So. I don't know, and I know it's a lot to unpack, but I think it's very important that we cover this, guys, because at the end of the day, right? Bitcoin is an alternative. That's what we're fighting for, right? That to end the tyranny of central banking. Central banking put us in this position today. It wasn't the pandemic that can't be named. It wasn't that. It was because governments purposely shut down the economy, right, to fight the pandemic. You could say that was a good, uh, a good idea or a bad idea. I'm not going to get into that, but at the same time. What really happened is that they used that as a justification to print a record amount of money, which we were covering for so long. And don't forget, they gaslit you the entire freaking time and they told you there wasn't inflation, it's transitory, It's, it's the supply chains
1: i really doubt that we're going to see an inflationary cycle most economic analysts believe that it will have a temporary or transitory impact
2: the faster than expected increase in some of those prices is actually a good sign the overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down no
0: one's
1: talking about this great great deal this is something that Will uh, settle down, transitory, <laughs> transitory. And the data shows that
2: most of the price increases we've seen are were expected, and, and are expected to be temporary. There's nobody suggesting there's unchecked inflation on the way. It's on, highly unlikely that's going to be long-term inflation that's going to get out of hand. I don't know anybody who's worried about inflation.
1: Over the last couple of months, uh, we actually saw it trended downward.
0: But they never talked about, and that's the signal, they never talked about the record amount of money printing. Don't believe me. I'm going to put up the M2 chart again. Exactly. This goes back to- to
1: change the metric.
0: This is back to, all oh, 1959. And look at that. At 2020, it literally pulled an Elon Musk rocket and went straight up into the air. So wait, I don't wait, know, man. On. Yeah.
1: You were just showing the M2SL which is the new metric they created, which reports lower fucking numbers than the original M2 money supply. And they're just like, oh yeah, you know what? Actually, uh, this metric we've been using for years, it, uh, don't, don't trip dog, but it doesn't work anymore because it shows the number being too high. So we're gonna make another one that's lower. Just use this one instead. Uh, classic tactic, we see the same with the CPI, the CPI, uh, that's the consumer price index, the specific basket of goods that it represents are rotated out. Now, some of those rotations make sense, there, it's supposed to represent what people are actually buying and using and eating and needing, but a lot of them don't make any fucking sense, and they are clearly designed to change the frame that we all use or that we are supposed to use to understand whether inflation is or is not happening. And that's just a, you know, if you don't like the, if you don't like the uh, what the data is showing, change the frame. Um, I agree. You you said a comment a second ago that I thought was very astute, <laughs> which is. The entire, I don't even to use the word frame, but the entire frame of that article you just read is uh, the Fed is here to make these decisions and we are but humble peons praying mm-hmm. at the altar of, uh, you know, Jerome Powell and Yellen and Christine Lagarde and, uh, you know, notorious fat man, Augustus <laughs> Carson. Um, please, like, help us. How can you make these decisions? And I... I just find such an issue with that that way of looking at the world. And it goes back to the other thing you said, which is we should not be relying on these centralized systems to to allow us to survive based on this most essential asset, which is like value. And it is crazy to me that we live in a world where these types of articles and the types of statements and the types of beliefs that people have around what is reasonable and fair and just, when it comes to central banking, it's crazy to me that we live in this world where the actions that are being taken are viewed as just, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I agree. <laughs> you ask the question like, is Bitcoin a better answer? Uh, and the answer is, of course, absolutely. fucking lutely right? Um, sorry for the background noise. Bitcoin is a system that allows us to free ourselves from this central bank-controlled apartheid, financial apartheid, which is... Extremely important, and that can be uncomfortable. That can be scary because it means looking in the mirror and asking yourself, like, "Oh shit, am I responsible for my own financial destiny? Am I responsible for that?" (laughs) And a lot of people will be like, they'll 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 even start to ask the question, and they're like, "No, I don't want to. I don't want to see myself." And then they they just sort of like you know want to suckle harder at the teat of um, you know Jerome Powell. He has about a hundred nipples that go straight down the middle of his chest and uh, everyone that reports to him suckles on them on a daily basis. Um, But yeah, man, I think, I think Bitcoin is the answer.
0: I I agree, man. I I really do think Bitcoin's the answer. Phil, you want to chime in on that before we get to the next part?
2: Absolutely. Um, so, so look, we, we saw what happened the last time, um, that they started to quote unquote, slow the money printing and raise interest rates. That chart that you showed, one of the charts that you showed just shows an instant dip. It doesn't take very long for the market to react. Number one. Um, but that's irrelevant, uh, to Bitcoin. The other piece that I wanted to touch on though, is about Bitcoin being the better asset. So right now, Bitcoin is still emerging. That's the way I see it. Bitcoin is still very early stages, right? It's not just me that sees it this way. Many people significantly more intelligent, more learned than I am, see it this way as well. And as an emerging asset, um, we're going to have a bumpy road. This is what happens. This is what happens with any type of adoption in any type of grassroots movement. It just so happens that Bitcoin is money. So, and free speech, language, all this wonderful stuff. Uh, So it makes it even more complex. So why do we not have a decoupling um, as Bitcoin is emerging? I believe that it's because right now, it is still in those very early stages and the majority of people not necessarily us but the majority of people that are out there that are looking at bitcoin or are quote unquote holding bitcoin in some form or other we're not talking about necessarily us that hold our own keys i'm talking about the people that hold paper bitcoin and stuff like that they um for the most part i believe are treating it as a standard just a you know an asset like another asset that just has somewhat different qualities. So I do believe that we will eventually experience the quote unquote great decoupling. Um, I just don't think that we're going to see it right away. You know, like I, I think that maybe we're like two years out, maybe four years out, maybe the next having. I mean, look, I'm in no way, sh- I have no creds, right? This is just me looking at Bitcoin every single day and you know just thinking through these narratives over and over again, and that's. That's my reasoning behind it. So I think we're in, you know, I think we're in a great place. I do think that Bitcoin is the answer. The current market environment just maybe doesn't look like that. So if we're cherry picking a timeline, it may not look like that at the moment. We zoom out and we can see it, or at least I can see it. I know you guys can see it. So
0: I can't for me. I can't see it.
2: That's Anyways. not true. Of course you could see it.
0: I'm just messing with you. Anyways, <laughs> uh, taking advantage of this awesome guest, very intelligent guest, I wanted to bring this up. Huge announcement, uh, Web5, an extra decentralized web platform. This was announced by Jack Dorsey. It kind of took a jab. Not kind of. It did take a jab at Web3. so much. Uh, making fun of the fact that Web3 is not decentralized. Web3... It it advertises itself as decentralized, central, but it's not really decentralized. The VCs control it, right? Like Jack Dorsey is covered many times. Anyways, I'm gonna read a little bit of this we- of of the intro of the website, and I'm also gonna take a look at Nam Kios. I could never say his name right. Uh, works at Bitcoin Mag. Uh, so let's check it out. The web uh, democratized the exchange of information, but it's missing a key layer, identity. We struggle to secure personal data with hundreds of accounts and passwords we can't remember. On the web today, identity and personal data have become the property of third parties. Web 5 brings decentralized identity and data storage to your application. It lets devs focus on creating delightful user experience while returning ownership of data and identity to individuals. And let me uh, unpack Some of this. I'm not going to read all of it. Um, Jack Dorsey's TBD, etc. unit has just announced it is building Web 5. The new decentralized Web leverages Bitcoin to put users back in control of their data and identity once and for all. Um, Here are a couple components of it. I just read that. Uh, Well, I mean... Here's a different take. While Web3 aims to blockchain and tokenize all things, Web5 uses just one blockchain, Bitcoin, for one specific use case, identity. Blockchains are not efficient, and as such, it might not make sense to use it for everything. Very good point. We say that all the time uh tbd's web5 is made up of software components um these pieces let developers focus on building user experiences while enabling decentralized identity and data storage and apps it leverages existing decentralized tech with no blockchains other than bitcoin so here are the components decentralized identifiers decentralized web node self-sovereign identity service and self-sovereign identity SDK. Um, If you guys want to find out more information, you guys know the deal. We're not a technical show. We'll put all that information down the link description. Anyways, P, I have a really good question for you, bro. Isn't all the whole point about Bitcoin is that you don't need to know someone's identity? Why, excuse my language, the hell would you want to incorporate that into Bitcoin? I know the answer to this question, but I'm trying to... Trying to make an interesting conversation here.
1: You know, honestly, I would love to hear your explanation and then comment on that. Um, there yeah. are things, go for it.
0: Yeah, so there's a there's a lot of things on the internet today, whether you like it or not, uh, that need your identity. That's just the reality of it. And I think that we're when we're in this transition period, right, between fiat and the hyper Bitcoinized world, at the end of the day, fiat on and off ramps are very important. That's just the reality of the situation. Right. So identity, unfortunately, is necessary. Right. Specifically during this transition period. And I know, for example, that there are uh, some laws being passed in the European Union that are pushing a lot harder to uh, KYC, a lot of online services. So I think Jack Dorsey is is bridging the gap so to speak but still making it in a decentralized manner so there isn't a single point of failure that's nico's take but nico isn't a technical guy
1: yeah i mean bear with me because i'm actually still spinning up on exactly what web 5 is i have no idea (laughs) but as, as it relates to your question um I think it is extremely important. There, as you said, there are systems that we use that I don't necessarily think are even transitory, right? Like I don't think it's necessarily a a, uh, a, th- a thing that we only need as we kind of transition into this hyper Bitcoin world. Um, we have things that it is very important that we can establish our, our hours. Uh, a, cl- a very easy example is your Twitter identity, right? That is a thing that just, you know, for many people, a, uh, there is a financial aspect associated with it. They use their Twitter account to communicate, to uh, rep their business, to connect to their, so- you, know, you know, obviously at its most basic, it's a social network. And those things can be taken away from you at the snap of fingers, right? We saw that. We've seen that with a number of public figures um, in recent years, and it happens all the fucking time on Twitter, right? You say the wrong thing and your, your account suspended. And that's a real fucking problem. Um, As I understand it, and this is only one component of the Web5 uh, ecosystem, uh, platform, uh, stack, however you want to say it, but it is a system that allows, it doesn't require a centralized entity to maintain whether or not a person is actually who they say they are. It allows this decentralized system without a, uh, a, a sort of centralized registration authority you can basically maintain your own identity separate. I think the closest thing that we that we have seen, to, you know, seen uh, in this direction so far is something like um, Keybase, which did a really mm. interesting job of allowing you to, kind of, uh, I forget what the term that they use were, but it was like declare yourself by mm-hmm. by posting a you know cryptographically signed message across multiple social media networks. And that did a, it empowered a really incredible thing, which is it was impossible or relatively impossible for someone to masquerade as you. You did not have, it was very, very easy to see if someone was actually who they said they were when they were messaging you. Whereas on Twitter, Telegram, it's, it's just constant imposters, constant people like, oh, how is your trade growing? You know, going, I wanna marry you, talk to me now. And it's all bullshit. And in systems like this, it becomes, it becomes uh, a lot easier. Now, I wanna be clear, Keybase is not that thing. Keybase is still requires centralized servers that maintain this information. Um, but this has the potential to be something that would really free that um, it would it would free that up. And I think that would be incredible. I, I would I am so excited about that aspect of this web five stack because it's something we desperately, desperately need. I do not want to have to rely on Twitter or Google or Apple or whoever to basically be able to say one of the most important things about everything that I do, which is who I am. I want that separate from from these entities. So I think that will always be something that's important, and I'm super excited that this is being built out on a network that is as robust as Bitcoin. So
0: absolutely. And I think Jack Dorsey fundamentally agrees that for what you said to be possible there, it needs to be fully decentralized. And the only thing that is fully decentralized to date, the only network is Bitcoin, which is why he's picking Bitcoin. Right. And he said that many times on Twitter. Um, appreciate your take, P. Phil, why don't you chime in, brother?
2: All right, here we go. Uh, this is probably gonna be the pleb tinfoil hat take, um, but I'm gonna start off by saying we can agree, well, of course, I'm under a bridge, uh, so... Hey, would it
0: wouldn't be I mean, simply Bitcoin. Right? Dude, you want good takes? Go to Bitcoin Magazine. You want bleb takes? Simply Bitcoin, baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's fucking good. Yeah,
0: exactly. Going
2: um but look we can definitely agree that keybase was stepping in the right direction i i I totally agree with you but as you said keybase is not that thing it is centralized but it did start to make people realize um the synchronicity between all of their identities and the importance of the integrity um of having all of those identities be able to validate if that person is who they are. So I I do appreciate what they've done there. Um, But look, I I definitely, and again, I'm I'm ignorant. I I don't know everything about DIDs. I I know that uh, this does originally come, uh, if I'm not mistaken, from Microsoft. Uh, Not that it makes a difference, not that it makes a difference. I'm not gonna go into the whole Bill Gates is evil and all that stuff, but essentially, I think it's great that they're using the Bitcoin blockchain because immutability, decentralization, uh, govern, um, you know, censorship resistance. But uh, this is my tinfoil hat kind of take is that it seems as though it's a Trojan horse uh, to make it seem legit by using the Bitcoin blockchain. Because, see, we get the point to this Bitcoin blockchain and we say, see, what we're offering you for identity is legit. Because Bitcoin. And unfortunately, we've seen shitcoiners do this in the past. I'm not calling Jack Dorsey a shitcoiner, but I'm just saying, right? We've had shitcoins like RSK. We've had shitcoins like Stacks that come in and they say, hey, what we're doing is great because We said the Bitcoin. word Bitcoin,
1: so it must be right? legit.
2: So I just, so don't get me wrong. I, I don't fully understand, you know, Web5. I'm not going to pretend that I do in any way, shape or form. Um, but I am going to take kind of that middle of the road stance that... I just want to see it develop, and that's my tinfoil hat piece to it. No, it's
0: it's a great take, and that's why I said earlier that it's bridging the gap, because, and I specifically read Dorsey mentioned this, he said that in the fiat world, right, due to the on and off ramps, your identity is important, right? In Bitcoin, your identity is not important, right? It's an address, right? Identity is not in the equation there. So I I think that's what it's about, but I, I, I love your approach about being, We've been, fe- we've been effed over so many times as Bitcoiners that we're just like, ah, I don't know about that. And that's, that's actually a really good position. But anyways, Phil, it's time for
2: the Daily Meme Review.
0: Brought to you by Citadel21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. Um, this is volume 10. Every ar- every volume has different artwork and they're scarce. There's only a thousand copies made per volume. This is volume 11, and this one's almost sold out. This is volume 2. Get your physical prints of Citadel 21 today before they run out. All right, first, it's not really a meme, but sometimes we review this images because they're powerful. Uh, it is a meme actually. Thanks, <laughs> Phil, for pointing that out. It's 100% uh, a meme, it is 100% a meme. <laughs> Come on, look at that. Legend- legendary Lynn Alden. Um, Bitcoin's a bubble, Bitcoin's dead, Bitcoin's a bubble, Bitcoin's dead, Bitcoin's a bubble, Bitcoin's dead, Bitcoin's a bubble, Bitcoin's dead. Oh, very, very good. Very good. All right, moving on to the next one. Uh, Okay, it's talking about a subject that we don't get into, but look how powerful this meme was in the comments. You think memes are stupid? Well, guess what? Ignorant people don't read articles. You have to trick them into learning important information by planting seeds of truth in their minds. And that makes a meme one of the most effective tools in the history of activism. Boom! That is a powerful, powerful meme. Anyways, moving on by Magoo. Inflation, me. Bitcoin, help. Bitcoin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is so good. It's That's very so
0: good. good. All right, next ah. one by Thor. Uh, red flag laws will be used to disarm extremists that challenge the government. Okay. Phil, God damn it. Um... But sneaking hey, in—that wasn't mine. Uh, sneaking in political what? issues. Okay, it totally was.
2: <laughs>
0: okay, it's
1: mine. I accepted the idea. Uh, ta- that
0: side. Take that as you want. Uh, take it's stable coins. No comment on that one. The stable coins USD. Just pay attention to the first meme that we read earlier. That's my comment on that. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, stable coins USDD and USDN have lost their peg. JPEG summer, DPEG summer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's actually great.
0: <laughs> that is very good. All right, Toxicat. Cat. Hey guys, my crypto portfolio is wrecked. Please send help, my friend. We told you don't dabble in shit coins. Should have just stayed humble, stack Sats. When we tell you there is no second best, we mean it. Okay. All right, Toxic Cat. All right, you got to step up your game, bro. Okay, that's how I feel about it. Uh, Greg Zag, bear markets be like.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: All right. Uh, last one by Maxi's Club. Remember, friends, hodl Bitcoin hodlers oh, Okay, they're playing they're playing vital in what well, I mean I would say the hodlers were on, were they're on a lifeboat Okay, that's what I would say. Okay, cuz those musicians I think died um, So that's kind of sad anyways for those awesome memes since you guys have very fancy microphones and I don't I would give it my Bitcoin pill Microphone, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. What about you P?
1: I'm gonna give it Three live chickens, two rabbits, and a partridge in a pear tree.
0: Mmm. Making my life editing tomorrow difficult, but love the score. Very interesting. P, I mean, Phil, when you give those memes?
2: First of all, I have to congratulate P on that very festive score. Okay? Incredibly festive.
0: Should I put in an actual live chicken video? Because that would be hilarious.
2: I think so. Mm. I, oh, I'm going so.
0: to, to say it again. I can say something out if you want.
2: <laughs> um, but I think I think for these memes, which which were absolutely hilarious, I can give it nothing else other than my new Florida tan, which mm. I caused by mistake.
0: Very, very good scores. Anyways, guys, we want to know if you agree with our scores, you disagree. Let us know down in the comment. Rate the meme yourself. Join our awesome telegram group. It's a party in there. You could link us some memes to review so we can review them on the meme review. And Make sure to subscribe to us on alternative video platforms like Rumble.com and our personal favorite, BitcoinTV.com. They don't censor there because Bitcoin TV. Anyways, Phil, it's time for
2: The Daily Fail. Brought to you by Swan. Check them out, swanbitcoin.com. That's right. It is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with an automated Bitcoin savings plan, instant purchases, an app to follow. It is a DCA Bitcoin stacking platform by fellow plebs. The link is down below. You know, Nico and I, we, we often, we, we, don't, we don't really uh, plan our, our segments together in any way, shape or form. That, that's part of what makes this show the, the fun that it is. So we had, a, we had a different angle in the news about inflation and what was- Or is it? Or is it, right? Is it planned? We don't know. No, uh, we're not that smart. I oh, meant the I'm fun part. Smart. I don't I want meant, to include Nico in I meant in the it.
0: fun part. I meant the fun part.
2: Oh, okay, not the planning part. See, again, I'm not that smart. So, you know, like, essentially, we're going to take a bit of a different stance here because what we need to remember is right now, right now, we're kind of, like, feeling like we're sitting in a car and the wheels are falling off, but we just don't know that yet. So really what's important is that everybody everybody believes in the same narrative and that we have trust and faith. And part of that trust and faith is the treasury department and the fed reserve. So let's, let's take a little trip through history because the narratives, the narratives are coming back and they're coming back on purpose because like I just said, we desperately need trust and faith right now. So we're going to take a little trip through history. This is this is from uh, 2020. Yellen's mandate, massive stimulus, assuaging fears of inflation, right? We we remember. We we remember this. Hey, printing all this money, it's not going to cause a problem. This is November 24th, 2020. So, Janet Yellen was primarily a labor economist academically from the old progressive tradition of believers in Keynesian counter cyclical stimulus. Hmm. Many economists say she's the right fit for the job ahead because she understands as well as anyone, especially due to her recent stint at the Fed, that the economy needs massive deficit spending right now and that the fiscal side must rescue the monetary side, which is running out of tools It's fantastic when you create this type of scenario where you say, hey, we're here to help the problem. We've got solutions. But what they're not telling you is, is that they are the creators of this problem. So we're going to continue on here because of her long Fed experience and reputation as a data as a data based moderate. The markets will likely have faith in Yellen's credibility to hold that line, but pull out all the stops to avert another recession. That was 2020. Right? Faith in Yellen's credibility. All right, let's fast forward. Fast forward over to, uh, I think now we're going into uh, June 5th, 2021. We've gone through this article a few times. Yellen sees recent inflation as transitory rather than permanent. Yes, indeed, we do remember this. Now look at this number from 2021. The headline measure of consumer price rose 4.2% in the 12 months through April. And the numbers of May are due to be published on Thursday. I personally believe this represents transitory factors. Well, that was 2021. But again, we need to have faith and we need to trust in the Fed and the Treasury and the government because, of course, they know what's best for us. Now, we're going to fast forward to today, because obviously we saw that Yellen withdrew those comments. We've covered that in the past. She withdrew and she explained that the transitory nature was incorrectly explained, but you see now we're going back to somebody else. Who's very well trusted Ben Bernanke. Okay. Who was the fed chairman once upon a time, Bernanke says the great inflation of the 1960s and seventies, almost certainly won't be repeated now well this is interesting because we saw other fed chairs say that these things wouldn't get out of hand The U.S. is likely not in danger of repeating the experiences of the 60s and 70s, the same way that inflation was transitory. The current economic situation had some similarities to the past, such as heavy federal spending and shocks on global energy and food prices, but he wrote that there's a critical difference as well. That's right. There's one thing that's going to be different. This is different this time, guys. All this money printing, this is not going to cause the same thing. However. The current Fed chairman, Jerome Powell, has considerable support. This is what's different, people. Okay? Again, the faith and the trust. So Jerome Powell has considerable support from both the White House and Congress to bring down inflation, which has led the branch to be more independent. The independence allows it to make policy decisions based solely on the economic data and in the longer-run interests of the economy, not on short-term political considerations. That's right. They're more independent. They've got quote-unquote tools and faith and trust. Fantastic. Bernanke's op-ed reiterates sentiment expressed in a recent CNN interview in which he said that the Fed could address inflation with a soft-ish landing. So here you go. This is the carrot on the end of the stick. Wait a second. Wait a second. This this could be not so bad. The fact that we printed more money in history in the last two years. There might be some silver lining to this, right? Well, here we go. Let's go take a look at that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Three, two, one. I think it's a very different situation. Today, we have a Federal Reserve that knows it's responsible for inflation. It's going to take the lead. Trust and faith. It's got a lot of credibility. Boom, there it is again. We've had low inflation now for 40 years. It's got political support. So again, I'm showing you what's moving in one hand, but I'm doing something completely different in the other. You just need to pay attention to the fact that we've got credibility, we've got trust, and there's faith in the system, and we've got new tools. Okay, great. Well, let's go take a look at June 8th, 2022. Yellen's back defending the Biden administration's 2021 stimulus package against criticism that it is to blame for high inflation. In her second straight day of testimony, Yellen told lawmakers during a hearing before the House Ways and Means Committee that the American Rescue Plan signed in March 2021 contributed only modestly to higher prices and this is this is what's part of the fun guys this is where you realize the incredible the incredible hypocrisy and stupidity of the system we exist in i hate to think about what the situation especially for low income families would be without the help provided by that plan okay so look what what just happened there we just told you we just told you that you need to have incredible faith The Fed has incredible credibility, okay? You need to trust. And if we didn't do this, the poor, the poor would have suffered. I I hate to think of what the poor would have suffered through. This is psychotic, Mm -hmm. hypocritical nonsense. They are waving as many hands as they can. They're showing you as many fireworks as possible to take all the attention away from the fact that they are printing money like it's going out of style. And yes, we understand that the US dollar is the strongest currency in the world, but it's the strongest currency because of faith and because of violence. So this is, I don't think this is gonna end well. This is the same type of rhetoric we saw before we got to the fake 8.5% inflation numbers that we're looking at now, which are significantly lower than the real thing. So. I, I'm just going to finish this off by by saying. I think this is the new. The, it's the new boss, like the old boss. It's the new plan, like the old plan, and we are just kicking the can down the road once again. P. Before we go to Nico, what are your thoughts on this one? I know Nico wants to rip on this one, but I, I definitely want to hear I, your take I'm, on I'm this. I'm
0: boiling right now, but I'm holding it. I'm holding. I'm holding
1: it in. I'm holding it in. My nose is all red because I'm all fired up. Um. <laughs> No, man. First of all, you did an incredible job of going through that narrative arc. Beautiful. Set the story. Holy shit. Uh, also, it just makes it so clear, as you were intending, that it is absolute fucking horseshit. Like, good God. it, it, it is uh, It really feels like they're just spitting in our faces. Worse. They're pissing in our faces and telling us it's raining. Uh, the 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 pathos or is it bathos that is trying? To me, it, Helen. Yeah, exactly. Just piss <laughs> all over my face, like that's what's going on here. And I I don't know how any self-respecting person can have been reading the the stories, whether or not they were as concisely articulated as you just did, Phil, in such a short period of time and not conclude that this is, at best, extremely misguided and idiotic and much more likely, it seems like the obvious conclusion is, it is deliberate, malicious, intentional. Um, When people talk about inflation being like, good, like, (laughs) those are the craziest articles that came out recently where it was like, why inflation is great for you and your children. and. Inflation, whenever you see the word inflation, for me at least, I literally think it's like, oh, time theft. You're literally reaching into my future and you're stealing value into your own pocket. That's exactly what's happening. And when you see people like, you know, uh, trying to attack Bitcoin, I perceive that as, oh no, It's it's a, Lagarde said this, like last year, it was the year before, whatever it was. It was was last year. She said that this incredible pull quote where she said, look, I mean, we just have to block all the exits. People cannot simply be allowed to exit the financial system. We need them trapped in their little cages with their muzzles and their butt plugs in. And we have to be able to suck the value out of them and uh, use it as we see fit. Now, none of these people look in the mirror and say, I am a demon. They justify it thinking that they are doing the best thing that they could given the situation and the circumstances, but it's it amounts to the same thing. Now, I will say, counterpoint is that if they were to, there's an argument to be made that if we were in the exact same position as them, we would do the same thing. And I think that it's important to, instead of, <laughs> uh, contrary to everything I just said, I think it is it is important to view these as systematic problems rather than individuals. Because what happens is, if we if we focus all of our ire on the individuals involved, right? It's easy to be absolutely incensed when uh, Yellen gets on and she's like, "Oh my God, who could possibly have foreseen this outcome? Maybe I was wrong about inflation," and it's easy to be like, "Fuck you." But what happens is, then she is just the, the fall guy. She's the scapegoat, and she moves on. And then everybody's like, "Oh, thank God that bitch is gone." The reality is, nothing has changed, and the next person is in is is in, is uh, constrained by the exact same incentives as the previous person, and so again. One of the reasons Bitcoin is so compelling is because it changes the incentives that are involved. So we always have to be looking at separate from individual people, the incentive structures are there because if we just attack the people, nothing changes.
0: Uh, Dude, I I think you you hit the nail on the head. Uh, Beautifully described it. And dude, it is 100% an architectural problem, right? These people are not, except for Klaus, okay? Just put him aside. But these people are not twirling their mustaches saying, how could we scheme? I think that a lot of them I would say most of them believe they fundamentally believe they're doing the right thing. Um, and that last part of the article, Phil, that CNN article, the last one, how it said, we are helping poor people. Let me tell you something. Okay. Inflation hurts them the most because they, the lower and middle classes don't have the capital and the wealth to save in equities and real estate that benefit from asset inflation. Everyone else saves in cash. So whether they like it or not, I actually tweeted this out today, okay? The number one thing a politician or the government could do to help poor people is stop printing money. Everything else is virtue signaling. The tax increases, any of the programs, because fine. It's like, oh, I'm receiving this $1,400 check. But what they don't talk about is how much money they needed to print in order to give everyone a $1,400 check. That's the reality of it. So if you really want to fix this, I completely agree with P. You got to separate money from state because if you don't, the political pressure to just print a little bit more is always going to be too strong, right? Uh, So yeah, man, uh, really, really good rip. But anyways, Phil, there was an open source software release today. Why don't you tell everybody about it?
2: Before we go to the open source software release, I just want to point out, Yellen is twirling her mustache. Just
0: saying. (laughs) It's it's a good observation. Just saying. That's how I
1: feel. Klaus doesn't have a mustache, but I have it on good authority that he actually sits on a throne of spider legs, and they Mm. rub together very conspiratorially. Mm. Oh, my God. I'm mind blown by that.
0: I I can't put that in. I'm I'm not... Putting in the work spider legs. Find spider leg. I might put in a spider leg. Okay. Anyways, Phil, it was okay. an open source software release. So I wanted to into everybody. Blah, blah, blah.
2: Software releases. Brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out, cyphersafe.io. I keep telling you, paper is dead. I mean it. Don't store your seed in paper. Store your seed in the cypher wheel or the all new cypher grid. They both come with a tamper resistant wire, and the grid also comes with a punch tool. All right we've got hexa wallet version 2.0.75 that was released it's down below in the show notes guys don't forget to check us out on our audio only platforms apple Podcasts, spotify and anchor if you want to stream us sats check us out on fountain.fm you could stream us sats through breeze Awesome. Thank you, Phil. All right, guys,
0: before we go, I want to give a very quick shout-out to our clothing sponsor, representltd.com. Phil and I wear the clothing every single day. Phil is wearing the Bitcoin merch. He's coming out with Simply Bitcoin merch soon. That's right. You can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 10% off anything off the representltd.com store. I also want to give a very special shout-out to our awesome guest. His name is P. His Twitter handle is way too hard to pronounce, so I'm gonna put it down in the link description. But you'll see it on the screen. He is the head of programming at Bitcoin Magazine. Definitely go check out Bitcoin Magazine's show. It's awesome. Q and P host it. It's really cool stuff. Anyways, guys, that was our show. If you enjoyed the show, you know, it's, you
1: smash that like button.
0: Of course, if you want to continue hearing the Bitcoin news from the plea pleb perspective and the catastrophic fails from the same perspective, definitely
2: consider subscribing to Simply Bitcoin. We'll see you tomorrow, guys, for a brand new episode. To quote our awesome guest. I see Bitcoin, I have fiat, I buy it.